see what happens hopefully eventually we can get towards full-time never miss an episode yep but right now that is not the case no definitely not but we're gonna do our best guys but we was actually me and jj was talking about blue jays and uh i was talking you know i really liked blue jays and uh i was told that blue jays are mean little shits and that they uh, attack or sort of like ward off other birds around them. Uh, well, so that's that's kind of wild. I mean, that makes the Toronto team make more sense now. Because I always kind of <laughs> was confused as to why the hell you name yourself after just a random bird. Yeah. I guess the Cardinals are kind of, I mean, our Cardinals mean? Birds are probably meaner than we realize. Probably. Like, territorial. If anything comes, like, near their nest, they're probably not the nicest beings. No, I mean, we at least know that mother birds, they will peck the shit out of anyone who comes near their babies. Any any being. Yeah. Like, me and you, if we go walking over there and we find a little nest and we're like, oh, look at a little baby. You know, that mom, if she comes back, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> Fucking lizard comes up or some shit. That's a dinner. I mean, yeah. See, everybody thinks chickens are like wimps, right? They can be mean as shit too. Oh my god, yes. Especially roosters. Yes, yes, roosters. Roosters oh. will flog the shit out of you. You remember uh, Malachi? Yeah. I remember. When I was little, they had a bunch of chicken roosters and stuff, you know, around their house. I always, like, the one thing that pisses me off about chickens and roosters is the amount of bird shit that is everywhere. Yeah. Like, it is all over the yard, all over the steps. Anywhere that they are outside, they must walk shit, walk shit. Like, it is crazy the <laughs> amount of bird shit that there is. But they had these fucking roosters. They had like three roosters and then, probably, I don't know, probably 30, 30 hens. Them fucking roosters, dude. If you caught one of them, sometimes they would chill. They'd be just out there, you know, walking, doing that weird little rooster head shit that they do where they're just yeah. sort of clucking. You'd be fine. You can do whatever. There were sometimes, man. If you caught one, looked at that motherfucker the wrong way, he'd fly at you start attacking <laughs> your leg and shit man yeah it's terrible you had some chickens didn't you yeah i only had hens though i don't blame you man we were we didn't see any reason to have a damn register and we when i had them i was like 12 so my parents were like we ain't risking y'all getting killed by some rooster The roosters fight too. Like I, I know that anyone who here's listening in the like southern United States knows about 
Gamecocking. And for any that don't know, do you want to explain it to them? We have a lot of listeners around the world, and you're all wonderful. I want to put that out there. I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. Gamecocking? So no, I'm... It's like, it's very, very prevalent in South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Alabama. Like fighting? Yes. Like, essentially like fight dogs, but... Yep, but roosters. with roosters. Yep, and they'll bet on it, you know, Florida, the northern part of Florida, especially they do it a lot. Still, it's actually, I think it's illegal. I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal in all those states, except for like maybe one of them it might not be. And even in the ones where it's illegal, they still... Yeah, they still do it, but they basically, uh, you know, it's it's a it's very inhumane, guys. Uh, fighting animals is is inhumane. We all can agree on that. It is they take the roosters and they sort of get them riled up, you know, pissed off, and then they put them into like a little pen and they fight, and they'll bet money on it, and it's it's awful. But I saw like it wasn't like you know game cocking. At Malachi's uh, place. Malachi was a buddy of mine. My JJ, he knew him. We were a buddy of ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but them roosters, they had like three of them. Sometimes they was okay with each other. Like I'm not kidding. Like they just be chilling, you know. And then yeah. some days they'd be out there just going at it. <laughs> I don't know what they were fighting over, but just going. Probably the hens. I mean, probably the hell. There's cross territory. I mean, they all could have, hypothetically, quite a few wives, you know? Yeah. Or partners, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Animals are weird about all that type of stuff, because they intentionally go and take, like, another male's female, just to start a fight sometimes. I know. (laughs) And then that brings into question, like, how much social cognition, if any, do animals have? But to that point, there are humans that do what you just said as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Very true. Uh, you know, two out of three marriages end in divorce. And I think some, some study, and this study could be completely fucking wrong, but it was like 80-something percent of marriages end due to infidelity. Yeah. Could be wrong. I could, that could be off, but it, it seems likely enough. You know, people do that shit. They cheat. Don't cheat, people. Anyone yeah. listening, if you're a cheater, and right now you're like, I'm about to go have sex with whoever, and I'm currently dating, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you're married and you're listening, and you're about to go cheat. Don't. Just end it. End the relationship. End the relationship. I mean, the, the emotional fucking damage that could be done if you get cheated on is yeah. I mean that, that that's terrible that's I've never understood that aspect of it like I'm not happy with the person I'm actually with my girlfriend wife husband whatever mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna go cheat instead of in that relationship and start a new one with this person that I'm apparently more attracted to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really get it because it's like, hell, even if you just purely want that relationship to be a sexual relationship with that person, I mean, that is, is that not like the culture, especially in America right now? It's like the hookup culture. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of you listening that engage in this. Maybe on a nightly basis. I mean, around the world, too. Who knows? I'm just saying, like, the whole process of cheating is like... And, I, and you know, I've actually... I spoke to someone who had recently cheated on their wife. And this was a couple years back. And I was involved in the conversation. I didn't ask this question. I probably would now. Someone else asked them this question. It was like, why? Like, just pretty much, why did you cheat? You know, and that's a weird question to ask someone who, if they actually, you know, if they're in the middle of a divorce, which they was. Um, and this answer that he gave me was very, very, uh, it was interesting. I wanted to see what you think about it. He said that the reason in his mind that he cheated 
was because he was bored with his relationship. And that's pretty common, right? Yeah. What people give. He said he was bored with his relationship. But he, he, he cheated with multiple women on his wife. But he, he, was, he never intended for his wife to find out, obviously. And it was yeah. because he was saying he was comfortable with his life with his wife. He loved his wife. He said he still claimed he loved his wife. But he lacked excitement in his relationship. That, I mean, to me, that just, if you lack excitement in the relationship, and sure, there could be times in relationships, especially yeah. long ones, where you lack excitement. But, I mean, you got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. See, to me, I would at least try to do something with the person especially if you do like genuinely still love them mm-hmm. to try to like spice it up quote unquote mm-hmm. so that way you get the best of both worlds and to me cheating just seems like such a fucking hassle <laughs> it's, it's a headache having to juggle <laughs> all that shit I guess <laughs> like why not just end it so you don't have to keep that shit a secret every time you go home and act like you're not doing anything? I got it would be bad. Male or female, you know, any any person, if they come home and they have a spouse or a significant other and they're cheating, I mean, how that must be, like, fucked. Like, you know, like sitting on the couch watching some, like, movie with your significant other and they're like it's something maybe someone fucking cheats in the movie and they're like god i'm so glad you never do that to me honey and, uh, yeah and you're just like yeah, I'll never do that. yeah i wouldn't do that what do you mean <laughs> your phone's fucking buzzing and someone's like where are you i want to fuck and all this shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean god <laughs> yeah i mean it would always be that could be part of the reason that you quote lack excitement too, because you're constantly fucking scared that your significant <laughs> other's gonna find out. That dude that cheated, he—that's he, what he really wanted was some excitement. So he put himself in a situation where he could get caught. He wanted the thrill. I guess. He, yeah. I—I <laughs> I mean, I guess I kind of understand that. Because everybody does some risky shit. Usually not at the expense of others, though. That's the big thing with cheating. It's always at the expense of someone. Yeah, because if you're in a relationship, it's going it, to, it's, you're supposed to, especially, you know, especially if you're married, you know, in most terms of marriage, it's like two becoming one, interwoven, you know, you're a, a couple, you're a team, you're, you're sharing each other, you're sharing love with each other, and you have such an emotional attachment. So, like, Either a person who's cheating either never, they either never, the fucking thing, what am I saying? They either never, <laughs> I don't know, I, my tongue got like twisted when I was trying to say that. They either never truly meant all of those feelings of love that they portrayed early on or in any point in their relationship and never felt that emotional attachment. So they were lying, I guess, to themselves and their significant other. Yeah. Or it dies. That love can die. Yeah. That's why before I ever get married, I'm waiting a while. Like, with one person. I think that's why so many marriages do end in divorce. A lot of people jump to marriage very quickly. You know, you go date someone for about six to nine months. Fuck yeah, that's the honeymoon period for the relationship. You're having a blast. Yeah. You're not going to see no flaw in this other person, even if they're exhibiting flaws. Everyone has flaws, but, you know, you're going to be in a good spot. And if someone decides to get married during that little time, okay, you might still have a blast your first year or so. But there's eventually going to be time where the relationship can change. And at that point, the two people can either grow with each other and their love gets stronger or they can't mesh and intertwine. So their 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 relationship and love falls apart. Yeah, like you were saying, I think the best method would be it would be for people to be together for a little while to see if after that honeymoon phase, quote unquote, once that dies out, do you still want to be with that person? 
are you still just as in love? Yeah. If, if you are, then that's your person, most likely. I'd make sure to try to live with that person for at least a little while, too. Yeah. Because just meeting up and, like, hanging out for a few hours every day is a lot different than waking up to each other, going to sleep with each other. Mm-hmm. If that person lives like a slob, you probably don't want to be with them unless you live the same way. Yeah. Or you got one that's a slob and one that's a neat freak, and it's just constant battle. (laughs) Yeah, which sometimes that works just because the slob gives the neat freak something to do. Yeah, or the neat freak rubs off on the slob and they become a little less slobby. Yeah. You know, or they meet in the middle and it's like, slob's like, well, I can, I can definitely do a little bit better. And, you know, and, you know the neat freak's like, well, I can, I can be a little bit less crazy about, you know, keeping every dish turned the exact way or whatever. Yeah. Although I do kind of like, like, I got these colored dishes, like, and I kind of like organizing them in a specific color. Like I did dishes before we hopped on here. I did that shit. I was putting it up. And I was like, I'm putting my plates like red, green, blue, orange, and then I had the matching cups like lined up with them. That's just fun though. Yeah. I'm not gonna freak out if if Jewel doesn't do that. Like I'm not insane. Yeah. <laughs> Or am yeah. I? Or are we all insane? I think everybody is to some extent. Yeah, I think it is. Too. I'm going to write a book. It's I mean, You guys should all buy this. I will write it at some point. It's going to be called There Is No Normal. I don't know what it's going to be called, actually, but it's going to be pretty much about normal doesn't exist. There's no normalcy. You know, there's typical behaviors that society will you know, distinguish as normal, but no two people are alike. No, no people. Are, there's no baseline normal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that you know what that guy said. You know, and I knew it. Man, I don't want to like talk about the guy on here. You know what I mean? But like, I knew him. Yeah. He was someone I knew in my family. And and they was going through a rough divorce because of his you know cheating. And but I mean, obviously people get divorced that could be the only not not even just divorce a breakup a relationship ending it could be because of cheating and that likely would end most of them but you know there's other factors at play too you know yeah there's always a lot of stuff happening that leads to that but for me even if the rest of the relationship was pretty much Ideal. If somebody cheated on me, that'd be it. That's got to be the deal breaker, don't it? Yeah, because clearly that means I'm not enough for you. So you shouldn't be with me. You, I mean, there's something missing for you. So why the hell are you even still here? You know, people who are able to forgive uh, and 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 do not end their relationships over cheating. I first, I, I do applaud that ability of forgiveness, but I also have to say you, you need to respect yourself enough that if that happens, you really need to consider if that relationship is good for you. Um, yeah, know your own worth. Yeah. Which for a lot of people is very hard. And I'm sure we all know some people or some people listening may be like this. You're in a situation where you've had someone cheat on you multiple times and you keep taking them back. And it's like, why? Why do you keep taking them back? And a lot of times I I think people just feel as if they're not they're like their sense of self-worth is so damaged that they accept that all the cheating and the just literally destroying of their, their love and relationship and trust, but they, 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 their self-worth is so low that they, they just accept that. Yeah. 
organization think that they couldn't get anybody else. So they just stick through it, even though it's constant pain for them. Yeah, that is an unhealthy relationship to be in. An extremely unhealthy. I can only imagine the emotional, like, just how taxing emotionally it would be to you. Yeah. If every couple months you're catching your significant other cheating on you with somebody else, you're constantly in a loop of feeling like you're not good enough. And if you keep coming back, that just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. God. And, I mean... I don't know. Everybody has their different perspectives on it, but if you don't think that you can like sustain a long-term relationship, then don't get into one. Just adopt that hookup culture and have fun if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, and another thing I was gonna say was. Uh, and there are, you know, what is love? You know, some people refer to love as like a basic need, you know, um, that romantic love is a need. But then there are some people who never, never fall in love, but still seem to live enjoyable and happy and, you know, very just joyous enough lives. Yeah. I guess if someone went... Let's say 60 years. And this is not to say this person is asexual. Like, because it's a sexual part of a relationship different than like the overarching love of a relationship, right? Yeah. But so we're, we're taking sort of like sex out of it. But like if this person just never like emotionally like fell in love with another person and they're 70, it would be cool. Uh, it would be very interesting to talk to them and to see how do they feel about that now? Do they think love's a need or do they think it's a perk, I guess, for people who can, who, who get it? I mean, I don't, I think you have to have love in some form. Mm-hmm. Like Not I mean, necessarily the romantic sense. So like familial love? Familial uh, love. French, love of friendship? Yeah. Because like, you, you need to have people around you to support you. That you know we're gonna be there. Yes, humans, we we love community. We love the sense of community. Our brains actually like evolution, like through evolution, have shifted more towards like a communal sort of like mindset, which is very interesting because we were talking about animals and then humans, and it's all tying in. But like animals don't really have that. Some animals are can live in communities, yeah, and thrive. But, there's also a lot that spend the majority of their lives on their own. Yep. Humans, too. Yeah. Some absolutely amazing thinkers have spent a lot of their lives uh, alone. There's yeah. absolutely tormented souls that have lived much of their life alone as well. So, and but the same goes. There are some people who have as many wonderful relationships, at least perceived as wonderful relationships around them and live wonderful lives, seemingly wonderful lives. And then there are some that have, you know, endless relationships of people who seem to care about them around them and live tormented lives as well. So it's very, it's, it's, it's an unanswerable question, but yeah, it's interesting to think about. Have you seen that stuff about the uh, situation in Ukraine? Um, so, yes, partially. I haven't been staying like up to date with any of it, though. So, we've, for the past few days, had like intelligence aircraft, drones, or like surveillance planes right flying 
pretty much right along the Ukrainian border with Russia. Mm. And intelligence is saying that an attack is imminent, as in, like, potentially, like, the next few hours. Up today? Yeah, because it's... Now it's probably, like, 10.30 at night there, so Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens early morning hours as in, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. See, this is a very interesting situation because there's so much that is going into this. Or not. There's, there's two sides to explore here, right? Yeah. So, I know that there were some Ukrainian reports that came out about a week and a half, no, about two weeks ago, that was begging some of the American media to stop talking so much about this situation because they felt it was influencing Russia's decision-making. Like, making them more Perhaps likely su- to do it. Yes. They were pretty much suggesting that they thought that all of this media frenzy around it and the threats of war to citizens of, of this country, especially of both countries, would incline Russia to perhaps make that. That was from some Ukrainian news sources, not all. And I don't even know the exact ones, but that was just from some what they some of their news stories was talking about. Okay, so that I mean that puts an idea. Okay, are these are the Ukrainian people feeling like they're not at a terrible threat level yet? Are they okay with are some of them? You know, okay with with Russia? They want Russia to invade. I know there's a group of Ukrainians that do, and then yeah. I know there's a group that fear for their lives about this very situation with Russia. So. Very, very complex. And then we we have we what what can't be ignored is all of the military traffic on that border. Yeah. And and like you're saying today, I haven't paid attention recently, but if you're saying today, you know, you have intelligence agencies that are saying looks like what uh, what are they saying? Like Russia's been mobilized for an attack and ready for an attack slash invasion. And, uh, They're saying that it appears that they are poised to make an attack at pretty much any moment. Well, so we have a situation where, I mean, I guess a question has to be put, brought forth to the media. Did they have an impact on this, if it does indeed happen? Was it going to happen no matter what our media says? Is our media irrelevant to them? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess only time will tell. Yeah, it's kind of, I wonder if the U.S., if something does happen, if we're going to even step in. I don't know. Because us having intelligence planes over there, drones, planes, whatever, could either be a sign that we're just trying to help the Ukrainian people be ready mm-hmm. or that we're trying to prepare ourselves. Oh, I don't know. Now, do I see us making a move? Not particularly. At least not immediately. If it got to a certain point where it was like Russia was about to invade Ukraine entirely, then maybe. But under the current administration, I don't see us doing that. If it was still Trump in office, he might just say, fuck it, and go ahead and start bombing him, because he's done that before. (laughs) But he also liked Putin. So I don't even know about that. See, on so today's 2-2022, February 20th, we are, the, the current state, uh, and I know a lot of you that are listening live in the United States, I know a lot of you don't. So first I want to say a question, if you guys could leave it on our Twitter. Uh, for those of you who live in Europe, perhaps, or around the world, Australia, South America, Asia, 
which wherever you are and we've seen so many different countries and that's that's so cool to be able to talk to people from different countries you know and reach people all around the world so it's really amazing but for you that are not in america not in the u.s how big is our media outside of our country because it's impossible to know while being in a country uh like personally i in the last couple of years have, have went away from it but i know that there are millions of americans who subscribe you know i say that in quotation but we're physically literally you know with money subscribe to news sources and you know and, and different mass media and especially has over this pandemic but it do does our media reach global scale like does it, do a lot of people listen to some of our television personalities or is that restricted to just america do you know the answer to that because i i have no idea Obviously, Ukrainian people are at least seeing fragments of it. To be able to come about the, them, yeah, or to be able to come at us with the two weeks ago what they were saying. At least some yeah. group of Ukrainians were saying. So yeah, I mean, I would imagine it it has the global outreach because of different platforms where it can where things about it can be shared, such as Facebook. Uh, you know, YouTube, social, uh, any social media that reach and on the Internet. Yeah. So it can be viewed by anyone that has a free state of media viewership. But there's countries that don't, such as China. Yeah. Now, you know, guarantee you China and like North Korea, they don't see any of our shit. They, you know, not the slightest <laughs> fragment. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not with their government. And I would, I would wonder about Russia too. Yeah, I know there are parts of Russia that definitely can access anything that we access here. If any of you are from Russia, please let us know. But I, I mean, I just wonder maybe Russia's military. I mean, do, are they? Because I know that there, there are countries who do have. I believe I'm pretty sure that. This is true that where they do censor their military's influx of information. Yeah. The U.S. sure as fuck doesn't because there are people in our armed forces who post ridiculous TikTok dances. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> hey, everyone should have the right to do whatever. That's fine. I'm just, That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like. It kind of portrays a bit of a weird image about our military. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so that that's that's a very uh, yeah. That's 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 something. So, just to add on to the real quick. Mm-hmm. Eleven minutes ago, a new order article about like the imminent threat came out. Saying that U.S. has intelligence indicating orders have been sent to Russian commanders to proceed with an attack on Ukraine. Wow. So this is happening in real time. Yeah. As we speak, guys, as we sit here and discuss chicken shit and relationships, (laughs) there is a potential major world event going on. So this is a cool podcast. You guys got to. Gotta be hopping on here. This is crazy. All right. So anyway, well, that's that's crazy. I would like to say, and I think you'll agree with this, that on 2-20-22, at this current time, the United States, uh, anyone who lives here knows it, we, we, our economy is in shambles. Gas is fucking ridiculous. The price of everything has went up. The U.S. dollar is facing some of the worst inflation in a long time. And we are headed for a crash. It might not be today, might not be tomorrow, might not be next year, five years, but it will happen. I guarantee to you that. <laughs> so we, we then have to come to the terms to look at something which this situation with Russia may have something to do with or may not. I'm just going to say what has stayed true throughout history, which is whenever a country is facing some of those economic issues, what really helps? War. Yep. You're not wrong. Could, maybe, maybe the the two issues are not correlated. We also have to remember right before the pandemic, we was about to head to World War III. A lot of countries was. 
this yeah. world has been in a fucked up place for a little while now. And and there were there were issues beforehand. This Ukraine issue, I think what in 2012, 2016, something my mind slipped from it. And that time there was another threat a few years back, you know. So yeah. it seems like something Russia's been wanting to do, at least for a while. The Russian government has been wanting to do for a little while. Yeah. And now they see a weakness because I don't one because they really, really do not like the Biden administration. No, they don't. Who does? I'm not trying to get political guys, but fucking hell. <laughs> so they see an opportunity because they especially after the pullout of Afghanistan, they probably see Biden as a pushover. Mm. Say might see this as an opportunity to just do it pretty much scot free. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, all right, so what are the like would would this attack be like an attack on Ukrainian military, attack on Ukrainian uh, civilians? Is this just like an invasion sort of thing? Like we're here now, this like we're taking over. See, we don't really know until they do it. Yeah. I would assume they wouldn't just start killing civilians. I would hope that they don't. I mean, if that happens, does that not potentially signify a start to a potential World War Three? It's possible. I mean... Who are Ukraine's, from like a government standpoint, who are their main allies? They really... Oh, let me... Pretty much... Anybody that is like bordered with them are cool with them. They're friendly with us, the U.S., and that would mean they'll have all of our allies as well if we were to enter the war. So France, the U.K., a lot of European countries, uh, so... It could, if it got bad enough, it could be World War again. Mm -hmm. And this would be a ground invasion by Russia? Uh, probably like, ground and air. Okay. But. So, so, for, you know, myself included and people to understand, um, I just Googled a quick, like, what Russia wants out of this, um, what, why there's a conflict, pretty much. And Ukraine was a, what, apparently a part of the Russian empires until 1991, when the USSR uh, broke up. Okay, so I guess they've sort of been favoring that country, wanting to sort of annex it back. Get back to USSR days. Yeah, I suppose. And I mean, they've taken over some land. Oh, and I think the, a big issue is also that Russia doesn't want Ukraine in NATO. Oh. Okay, so so that's a major issue. Uh, what else? So Ukraine's not in NATO, okay, but it apparently want to, apparently that country wants to be uh, as a partner of the alliance, okay. Mm, what does this say? Hundred thousand troops, okay. So there's a it seems like there's a lot of unknowns with this situation in terms of how it could play out, because like you were saying. When I was asking, like, would it be like an invasion, like a 
we're here now sort of thing, or just an all-out attack on their military, or is the civilians at risk? You know, uh, I don't know. I guess there is a lot of unknowns until it happens. This is, I mean, it could potentially be a major, a major, major event in what's going on in, in the world. Yeah, it's depending on what happens, even if they don't launch that attack at some point in the next five, six, seven hours, there's going to be that threat for who knows how long until they pull the troops off the Ukrainian border. So, primarily, Ukraine is going to be on edge for potentially a while. Just sort of waiting to see if anything actually does happen. And yeah. if it does happen, what like what it is. Yeah. Because Ukraine obviously can't launch some sort of counterattack because Russia's massive. Yeah. So they pretty much just have to sit and wait and then hope if Russia actually does something that allies will come to help them. Which I was reading something that said that Boris Johnson, the UK prime minister or whatever, president, whatever, uh, and the French President Emmanuel Macron were talking about it and saying that they were going to be in constant communication about that situation in case they needed to make some sort of defensive measure of Ukraine. Yeah, we got some clowns for world leaders, don't we? <laughs> we I do. mean, some absolute <laughs> fucking jackasses. Joe Biden, Boris Johnson... Uh, well, Emmanuel, what was his last name? Macron. Macron and Vladimir fucking Putin. I mean, jeez. Yeah, I don't know much about the Macron dude, so I don't know if he's, like, actually a good leader or not. I'm pretty sure he's a jackass. <laughs> but I'd probably <laughs> say most all of us are jackasses. Most are, yeah. I mean, God, what a situation. I, I do want to say... Uh, this Russia-Ukraine situation, potential war that could be brewing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying like the U.S. is like loving it, even though they might. Our government might be loving it because they know if we get war, like I said, it could help our economic situation and would. But I don't want to. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I don't want to get censored. I don't want to be fucking came at for saying that. So. I said what I said. <laughs> because honestly, I mean, say what you say. It's, it's a theory. It doesn't have any yeah. merit, question mark. But, yeah, we'll go on to <laughs> trying to be transparent here, guys. You guys know how the world is now. We have, an, especially in this country, an insane censorship problem. Yeah. It's hard to get your truest thoughts out. No. Especially especially on something like that, talking about the government or some major figure in the country. Yeah. Hey, listen to us on Spotify, guys. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify. Spotify's not as... See, it's it's weird because you can't even talk about certain things without being like, well, they could, you know, could censor this. I'll just say, uh, tune in to us on Spotify and SoundCloud and everywhere that we are, guys. I'll just say that. I was going to say something, but I'm going to... Backtrack off of it, man. Fucking Russian Ukraine, jeez Louise, God. <laughs> yeah, just obviously. Let's hope nothing happens there. 
No, yeah, hopefully. But because of the interconnectedness of the world, like right now, like any war between countries, I mean, it, it does have, you know, implications for most people around the world in some some little way or large way. God, I mean, anybody yeah. in Ukraine has got to be like, fuck. I mean, are we gonna yeah. are we gonna be at war in a couple hours in a couple of days? You know, and obviously, same yeah. same sort of goes for Russian. Uh, for citizens of Russia, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to be at war, <laughs> you know, a couple couple hours here, a couple days, you know. And then obviously they're probably thinking, what does that war mean? I mean, are we going to what are we going to start? Are we attempting to start a chain reaction? Is that going to happen? There's so many unknowns. Yeah. And the thing is, if there is that chain reaction, the thing that's going to have the major long-term impact is if China gets involved, they'll more like more than likely be on the side of Russia. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we already know they manufacture a lot of the world's goods. That could be detrimental for a long, long time. Yeah. It very well could. Going off that, what about the uh, Olympics? God, hasn't that been fucking exciting? If anyone's watched them. I, I haven't <laughs> hardly watched them, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hey, not my thing. Man. It hasn't been people's thing for a while. Like, I know that China's pissed. I know that apparently NBC's pretty pissed because of the lack of viewership. Uh but we got to look at these Olympics. I mean, the backdrops for where a lot of the events are going on are atrocious. I mean, it, like nuclear reactors, like power plants, they're not showing anything. Any Like, where, where's the beautiful part of Beijing? Yeah. It, I don't you know. know. And then and they got, you know, half of the, uh, the half pipes, you know, up obviously in the mountain area where it is snowy, very, very snowy, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, it just, it has an odd feel to it. They're so strict, so, so, so strict about COVID. So, so strict about about everything. You know, the conditions, apparently, according to the athletes, aren't that good. And then you have the fact that they're committing genocide uh, to yeah. Uyghur Muslims. And everyone just pushes that under the fucking rug and says, let's go snowboard um, and ski maybe we'll win a gold medal and by god let's go uh fuck what the hell is it called damn where they uh i the the sport where they have the uh the, like on the ice with the uh, circular little blocks and they push oh, into, uh curling curling god i couldn't think of that for nothing and by god <laughs> let's go curl i have watched some of that those motherfuckers scrape yeah. to get that bitch to slow down <laughs> i mean and then when curling is your most exciting sport, it's a little There's an issue. Yeah. My favorite See, is the ski jump. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, though. It came on at, like, 3 in the morning. But I do like that event in years past. See, I like the half-pipe snowboard. I, I saw some of that. Sean White made his final run this year. Didn't win a medal. Feels bad. Yeah. Hey, he was, he was getting old. He was getting old. He pretty well knew he probably wasn't going to be able to keep up with the newer talent. But he still got fourth, which isn't bad in the Olympics with the prime athletes of the world. No. God. Man, that's, you know, Olympics going on. It's just, wow. There's always so much shit going on in the world. People don't really ever just take a moment to just sit back and just be like, hmm, I'm existing right now. You know, just just enjoy anything. Yeah. Because you got, obviously, for people directly involved, an imminent stressor with the Russia-Ukraine situation. China situation with Uyghur Muslims is 
got to be, and it is a terrible issue. Um, and that's a stressor. And then another thing, another thing that swept under the the rug that we actually might do a podcast about this in the future. So is the situation in Yemen, which a lot of people don't even know about. It's been going on for a couple presidencies now from a war that we are selling military weaponry and military-graded equipment to Saudi Arabia to fund this massacre of humans. Yeah. So we, might, we might do one about that. Yeah, well, I have to, I think, at some point. Yeah. Because as you guys know, we you know we did one about the uh, the Uyghur Muslim uh, situation before the Olympics even started. We are not scared to talk about some of these issues that people don't really know or care about. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about anything. We'll talk to about anything if it has merit, and even if it don't. Fucking Blue Jays and shit. I mean, <laughs> but no, I mean now that we, uh, this has been a fun show, guys. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. How about you? Yep, I have too. Uh, on a serious note, with this Russia-Ukraine situation, if those reports are correct, uh, it could be a, it could be a war happening very soon to some degree. Um, so anyone who's in that area. Stay safe. And this goes to everybody around the world. Just stay safe. Take care of yourself. Uh, show some love and compassion. Help somebody out today. You know? Yep. Be be good people. Be good people. Just the golden rule. You know, love others just as much as you love yourself. Yep. But with that, guys, it's been our episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. We'll see y'all. See you guys.